This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the September edition of my year-long podcast series on creating a more effective compliance program. Each month during this year, I'm focusing on a different topic, which will help you create a more effective compliance program. And for the month of September, I'm going to focus on innovation in compliance. First, a word from this month's sponsor, Oversight Systems. Thanks, Tom, and thanks to everyone for joining us today. Oversight's artificial intelligence platform takes a comprehensive, multi-dimensional approach to identifying anomalies that are suggestive of bribery and corruption. Our analytics look across various dimensions such as employees, attendees, vendors, and countries over an extended time period. This enables us to identify employees exhibiting patterns of potentially improper behavior or collusion that are difficult to detect by auditing a single transaction at a time. Based on the analysis, employees or vendors engaged in risky behavior are presented in a risk-ranked format for easy examination. Remediation activities and the underlying root causes are automatically documented to drive continuous improvement. Oversight clients can easily demonstrate to the board and, if ever necessary, to the regulatory authorities that proactive monitoring of business transactions for anti-bribery and corruption risk is an integral part of company operations. With Oversight's Insights On Demand, you can have a best practice approach to identify possible violations in travel and entertainment and procure-to-pay programs. For more information, visit us at oversightsystems.com. Innovation indeed. I hope you will join me for the entire one-month series on innovation. I'm going to take a look at artificial intelligence, social media, leadership, and structural innovations. I think you will find it a fascinating month, and at the end of the month, you will have multiple tools and techniques which you can utilize to make your compliance program not only more effective, but operationalized, more efficient, and helping you to create greater profitability for your organization. This podcast, One Month to a Better Compliance Program, is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 5, Embracing Agile in Compliance. One of the most constant things that I have observed in my 10-plus years of practice in the compliance space is its constant evolution. Compliance techniques and practices, which were considered cutting-edge when I began, have moved to standard fare and are now largely minimum practices. Both the Department of Justice and Securities and Exchange Commission have mirrored this evolution in not only how they view compliance programs, but also in their own enforcement regimes and protocols. So today I want to consider another angle on innovation, which is Agile Innovations Methods for Your Compliance Program. In an article in the Harvard Business Review entitled Embracing Agile, the authors noted that Agile methodologies involve new values, principles, and practices and benefits and are a radical alternative to command and control style management. It is accomplished by taking employees out of their functional silos and putting them in customer-focused multidisciplinary teams. As customers of the compliance function are the company's employees, I certainly think that this transition can be made. One of the most basic problems is that business executives understand only enough about Agile to be dangerous, but they do not understand the comprehensive approach that needs to be taken. This means that senior management can unwittingly continue to employ conventional management practices that, in fact, work to undermine the Agile process. The authors suggest the solution is that executives learn the basics of the Agile process and understand conditions in which it does or does not work. They should begin with a small team, 
in a small project and let the operation spread organically throughout their organization. Some of the right conditions for the success of agile innovation in the compliance arena are as follows. You should have the right market environment for the project. This means you need to have your internal customers involved and allow feedback to change any proposed solution. You must be willing to innovate, particularly if there are complex compliance solutions involved. You need to break down solutions into digestible chunks, which may actually change the scope, but through cross-functional employee collaboration, you can have appropriate creative breakthroughs. Digestible chunks allows you to have incremental developments, which can be tested and then rolled out by your employee base. As your internal customers use these innovations, the work cycles can be broken down further so that both testing and innovation can continue unabated. This allows a continual feedback loop so that late changes in innovation can be managed and incorporated going forward. Finally, if there are interim mistakes, it can be a valuable source of lessons learned going forward. An example might be around compliance training, a topic oftentimes commented upon as the rote as rote and something employees basically just have to get through. Some commentators have characterized such training as a tick-the-box exercise simply to obtain government credit under the sentencing guidelines or under the FCPA pilot program. Such commentary fails to understand the benefits of communication through training, as it does point up it does point up the issue of the stiltedness of compliance training. An approach to this might be to put together an agile team to look at training so that compliance could create topical training. In a few days, respond to market or other conditions separated out by the challenges met in various product lines or geographic areas. This innovation could include budgets as well, making your compliance function more cost-effective through innovation. Another concept is to start small and let the word spread. This is antithetical to many large companies that launch change programs as massive efforts, largely because the project sponsors feel that if they do not do so, the rest of the company will divine that the effort is not really supported by senior management and respond accordingly. Agile might spread to another function, with the original practitioners acting as coaches. Each success seems to create a group of passionate evangelists, and I'm the compliance evangelist, so I should be able to pronounce that word, who can hardly wait to tell you in the organization how well Agile works. One of the most interesting offerings is to practice Agile at the top, so not only could senior management provide new techniques through Agile exercise, they could learn how to support more fully the compliance function, which might engage in an Agile review. Senior executives who come together as an Agile team and learn to apply the discipline to these activities achieve far-reaching benefits. Their productivity and morale improve. They speak the language of the teams they are empowering. They experience common challenges and learn how to overcome them. They recognize and stop behaviors that impede Agile teams. They learn to simply to simplify and focus work. Results improve, increasing confidence and engagement throughout an organization. So what are the three benefits from Agile? These are not the three key takeaways for today, but the benefits. First, by having senior management involved in an Agile exercise, it would allow them to catch up with the troops and reprioritize their efforts going forward to be better aligned with the real-time nature of Agile. Second, it allows for a speedier corporate transition as it can allow employees to know if management is in tune with what employees care about going forward. Finally, it can present clear alignment of departments and functions on a common vision. I could think of no greater strength for the compliance function to rely upon. 
This can be used to expose senior management to breakout roles uh, in their silo in today's over-specialized organization for general management roles. You need to destroy barriers to Agile. And here there are five pointers of the author's list. The first is the key responsibility of management. Second, do not change structures but change roles so that internal company disciplines can learn to work together simultaneously rather than sequentially. Next is to name only one boss for each decision in the Agile operation, and it must be crystal clear who's making the final decision. Number four, your Agile exercise should focus on teams, not individuals, because it is the team's collective intelligence that brings the power to an Agile exercise. Finally, lead with questions and not orders. The uh, famous maxima from General George S. Patton, Patton, who said, advisors lead, famously advise leaders never tell people how to do things. They tell them what to do, and they will surprise you with their ingenuity. That's certainly true in the compliance function, and it's certainly true when the compliance function works for and works with its customer base, the employees. The agile exercise will probably not work in a compliance function which is under the thumb of a corporate legal department, as innovation is typically not the remit of the legal department. However, for a compliance function that desires to bring new and unexpected ways of doing compliance, operationalizing compliance, and burning compliance into the very fabric of your organization, going through an agile exercise might be the thing to move compliance into the very DNA of your organization. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, agile compliance involves new practices and benefits, and it is a radical alternative to command and control style management. In other words, it is taking innovative techniques and strategies which the Department of Justice said need to be uh, put into a organization through the operationalization of compliance and using innovation to do this. Two, agile compliance allows you to take small digestible steps. Each step uh, builds upon each other. You do not have to redo your entire compliance program. And three, never forget that agile compliance works at the top. Involve your senior leadership, involve the C-suite, and you will have not only buy-in, but management who will understand compliance more fully and more thoroughly. This is Tom Fox. I hope you have enjoyed Day 5, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for Day 6 of One Month to Innovation in Compliance. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you again for listening to this episode of One Month to More Effective Innovation in Compliance. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I hope that you would rate our podcast as would help in our rankings and help get the word out about the only monthly podcast series in compliance, which will help you create a better compliance program. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.